from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, security gang. Welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast Practitioner Brief. Thank you all for being here with us this morning. It's Thursday, November 3rd, 2022. We've got a really busy show today. Uh, some good news, some not so good news. Um, a lot going on in the world of security, a lot of it around privacy. The two are intertwined at this point. Privacy and security go hand in hand. Um, and I think we're going to start to see that shift take place in a lot of companies over the next uh, several years as, uh, as, as organizations realize they've, they've got to address privacy through security and not the other way around. So we'll get to all that and more on this morning's program. But before we do, Let's power ourselves up with our morning beverage, my double espresso, whatever you're drinking this morning. I hope it powers you through this Thursday into a smooth Friday and into a relaxing weekend. Coffee cup cheers. So we'll start off with the um, tragic news of the untimely passing of Vitaly Kremis, who was one of the uh, most, uh, uh, one of the largest contributors in the InfoSec community. Um, CEO of, a, of, of an Intel, uh, obviously, company, reverse engineer, ethical hacker, um, malware course author. The, the, the man um, contributed so much to, um, to this community, and um, he's, he's been missing it. Unfortunately, his uh, body was found by the Hollywood, Florida Police Department um, after a scuba diving accident, apparently, is what I've seen. Um, so we'll take a moment to uh, um, remember uh, Vitali and all the work he did um, just to make a safer uh, cybersecurity world and a safer world for everyone around him. Uh, for, for those who've ever interacted with him, know that he's uh, he was a, a, a special individual um, and definitely someone that this community will miss uh, and big shoes to fill there. So the untimely passing of Vitali Kremis. Um, and our thoughts and prayers go out to friends, family, obviously, and the entire InfoSec community uh, today. We'll move to Fortinet patching six high-severity vulnerabilities. Fortinet on Tuesday informed customers about 16 vulnerabilities discovered in the company's products, including six flaws that have been assigned a high-severity rating. One of the high-severity issues affects a 40 tester, and it allows an, un- an authenticated attacker to execute commands via specially crafted arguments to existing commands. 40 SIM is affected by a vulnerability that allows a local attacker with command line access to perform operations on the Glassfish server directly via hard-coded password. The remaining flaws are stored and reflected in cross-site scripting bugs for 40 ADC, 40 Deceptor, 40 Manager, and 40 Analyzer. Um, so you want to make sure you get those patched. Criminals are using rogue versions of KeePass and SolarWinds software to distribute the ROMCOM RAT. The, oper- the operators of ROMCOM uh, RAT are continuing to evolve their campaigns with rogue versions of softwares like SolarWinds Network Performance Monitor, KeePass Password Manager, and PDF Reader Pro. Targets, um, targets of the operation consist of victims in the Ukraine and select English-speaking countries like the UK. Given the geography of the targets and the current geopolitical situation, it's unlikely that the rom-com RAT actor is a cybercrime motivated, but rather most likely geopolitical. 
The latest finding comes a week after a Canadian cybersecurity company disclosed a spear phishing campaign aimed at Ukrainian entities to deploy the remote access Trojan called the RomCom RAT. The unknown threat actor has also been observed leveraging Trojanized variants of advanced IP scanners and PDF fillers as droppers to distribute and implant the implant. By the way, this kind of goes to, to, to the basics of security here, right? The basics of security here say the following. We should be training our users to not only spot phishing um, emails, but also spot fake software and know where to go to download software if you're not if you're not limiting the software that can be downloaded and used by people within your organization. The moment we as security professionals understand that the people at home need us just as much as the people in the office, this whole game changes. This whole game changes. So this campaign's ongoing. Uh, you want to keep an eye out for it as well. This one came from someone on my team this morning. Hundreds of U.S. news sites push malware and supply chain attacks. Threat actors are using the compromised infrastructure of an undisclosed media company to deploy the SOC bullish JavaScript malware framework known as fake updates on the website of hundreds of newspapers across the United States. The media company in question is a firm that provides both video content and advertising to major news outlets, serves many different companies in different markets across the U.S., uh, according to Proofpoint. The threat actor behind the supply chain attack, uh, attack tracked by Proofpoint, as TA569er, has injected malicious code into benign JavaScript files that get loaded by the news outlet websites. The malicious JavaScript file is then used to install the SOC uh, Ghoulish, which will infect those who visit the compromised websites with malware payloads. Camouflage as fake browser updates delivered as zip archive, so chrome.update.zip, uh, Firefox, Oprah, um, all, all of that. Uh, Proofpoint uh, research has observed intermittent injections on a media company that serves many major news outlets. The media company serves content via JavaScript to its partners by modifying the code base of this otherwise benign JavaScript. It is now used to deploy this piece of malware. While the total number of impacted news organizations is currently unknown, uh, affected media organizations goes all the way from New York to Boston, Chicago, Miami, D.C., and across the entire country. Um, and with the uh, midterms being just a few days away, um, you can bet your sweet tail this has something to do with that um, and something to keep in mind and potentially share internally within your own organizations. Finally, TikTok. Yep. Yep. So the TikTok privacy policy has confirmed that Chinese staff can access European user data that kind of defies GDPR. Just saying defies it so tiktok is revising its privacy policy for european users to make it explicitly clear that user data can be accessed by some employees from across the world including china ByteDance, which owns the platform and has very good ties to the chinese communist party like most businesses in china now wants all the european data and the EU is just looking at this and when are when is any when are these people gonna ban TikTok? When do we realize that TikTok is a national security concern and it ought to be banned? Disband it. Sanctions should be levied on the Chinese for this. The FCC is calling for a ban of the application over national security concerns, at least the uh, Brandon uh, Carr uh, um, of the FCC. Is calling for the ban, and let's hope uh, the new Congress can get that across.
across the aisle with the national security apparatus and get TikTok once and for all banned from all U.S. users. And then we'll take care of the Europeans thereafter. Folks, that's it for our show this morning. We'll be back with a whole lot more on Monday. Until then, thank you all for tuning in. Thanks for being part of the show. Make sure to subscribe. Make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast listening platform. Until Monday, have a great rest of your day and stay cyber safe. We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and 